not recorded. So yeah, this idea of conscious contact, and we'll go with that today. So the conscious contact in recovery, at least to me, it implies a conscious contact with the higher power, or whatever, God, or whatever, that power that we need to seek so that that power can come into our lives and sort of put a clamp on the effects of the other power in our lives, which is self. Yeah? So what I realized in life is that power only respects other power. So the dilemma in alcoholism is you're relying on self, yeah? and the self has taken you over, this idea of being a someone. And so you live from the mental state, and it lords over you, and it drives you to drink in a lot of ways. It drives you to a lot, of, a lot of behavior to get relief from its occupation, in a sense. And they say that no human power is going to be able to solve the problem in recovery. So you can't look at another person or you or anything like that because it doesn't work. That's what they found through their experience. So they said you need to find a power greater than yourself. See? So when you see the word yourself, most people, it infers a me, yeah? Oh, yourself, meaning me. No, I like to see it yourself. So there's the selfing, which is represented by the your, and then there's the imaginative reference, the self that you identified as. So, yeah? So here. Find a power greater than yourself. Yeah? You could say find a power greater than the self, but usually when you're identified with self, it's yours. Yeah? So now you're identified as that self. So you need, you, to me, are really, truly the greater power, but you can't access that because you've been dominated by this idea of self, this long-lasting independent separate entity. So we're going to find a power greater than it, so that power greater than it can cut the imaginary bond, yeah? And how does it do that? How does it do it? It allows you to finally see what you've been looking from most of your life. So the defeat goes on because you're looking from what's defeating you. You're identified as a self, and the best you can try to do is try to get out of it. Yeah? We try to do it with alcohol and drugs. People do it with shopping and sex and everything. Whatever possibility it can try to use to get out of self, it will. Yeah? And it gets rabid about it and very anxious about it. It wants to get out of self. But it's constrained by the statement, self can't get out of self. Yeah? So, if you're identified as a self, and you try to leave self, you're going to leave self as a self. You don't see it. So, when you see that, there's the relief. If you're not seeing it, you're looking from it, and so you're going to keep trying to find a new strategy to get out of self as a self. By, by getting the self better, by, you know, some people will try to spiritualize it. They'll do a lot of practices to try to change its innate nature of like snake-like nature into a more compassionate nature, which is totally ridiculous. A parasite is a parasite is a parasite. You don't make it a pet, you know what I mean? When it crawls up on your lap, it isn't to cuddle you, it's just to suck you fucking dry, basically. So you see that it's a mental parasite. So when you're seeing it, that's the beginning and the end of its domination over you, yeah? The beginning of its domination is when you forget the seeing, and the end of it is when you remember the seeing. Yeah? And how do you remember the seeing, in a sense? You forget the self. And how do you forget the self? You lose interest in what's facilitating the, the appearance of selfing. So, 
how does a thought be, is used to, to facilitate the bondage of self? It's held as my thought. Yeah. How does feelings, all the feelings that happen in this body contact, this conscious contact, all the feelings that get generated, how does it? How does the mental state use that to facilitate the bondage of, of to self? Is it says it's my feelings. Yeah. So now all the feelings are used to point to the feeler, the imaginary feeler. All the thoughts, good, bad, boring, interesting, it doesn't matter. They're all being preceded by my. So it's like this bottle, you can have one bottle or 8,000 bottles, yeah? And I can change what the, what the intent of this bottle is going to be used for by calling it my bottle. Now the my bottle points to the owner. My thoughts, my thoughts, they all keep pointing to the thinker. That's the bondage of self. So the imaginary, the imaginary appearance of you, totally, totally rooted in identification of body, is constantly having to be reinforced. Yeah? Because the obviousness of it not being so would dawn on you so fucking quickly. But you have a barrage of activities brought about by conscious contact, yeah? consciousness being in contact here. So you have thoughts about what you're in contact with, feelings concerning what you've been in contact with. You see, hear, smell, taste, touch. And every one of those events has been claimed by the mental process and is being used to facilitate to, be, to facilitate the minds being bonded to the idea of being a body. Yeah? It's not just like one glue, and it's the, 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 the immersion in glue is totally necessary because you're not that. You're not that mental idea. You're not what you're taking yourself to be, and that's that. So for you to keep taking yourself to be, it's got to be reinforced like freaking constantly. Yeah? That's sort of the reason why time is involved here, because it takes time to make something that isn't so seem to be so. Yeah? In no time you would see what's not so is not so. It takes time to make what's not so seem to be so. And it takes time to keep making it seem to be so. Yeah? It can't stand on its own. So it, it needs to be propped up. And so the mental process is using the conscious contact, which is the basis of the experiential event called living. It's using that to facilitate, all the while we're in, a, in the experience realm, it's using it to facilitate that we're dominated by a mental realm. So now, like I shared at a meeting of recovery last night, when I was a kid, I'd just run into a room, a little kid, and then after about five or six, every room I've ever entered, it was accompanied with thought about who's in the room, where, what's going to happen, you know what I mean? Every event, after a while, every experience, the conscious contact was gone, and now there was a mental observation about it all day. Yeah? Ad nauseum. So you couldn't do a damn thing anymore without thinking about it. Well, when you were young, you were doing a lot of shit with no thought. Yeah? Everything comes under, like, first, you've got about five different accountants up there. Mental accountant, critic, you know, did you accrue enough value? Then you got a, your movie critic, you know, Ebert and Siskel in sadistic mode. You know, oh, you follow, you Look at how stupid you look. Whatever. And on and so you're hearing a cacophony of opinions coming about how it's going. <laughs> you don't see the insanity of hearing it? 
we're so, our interest and attention has been taken over and placed where we don't even want it to be. Most people who want to just want to go to sleep at night and their mind, is, it's, it's obsessed with some fucking slight they thought happened at 11 o'clock at the, at the coffee shop. That that, I, that person got more cream than I did or more fucking suds or whatever I did. And it, it just keeps bringing it back. What does that mean that I got less suds? On and on. It's like, it's like mental vomiting, like projectile vomiting on things that aren't even happening right now. Just blah, blah, blah. Of course you're going to want to get loaded or do something or fucking watch Die Hard 8 or, you know. I mean, I have people come over and if you just turn on the TV and it's, and it's just blank, they still look at it. <laughs> Anything to get their head out of there, out of... You know, Jesus Christ, let me... Oh, me... Oh, yes. When's the show start? Me, you know, jeez. There's tons of clues that we're out to lunch. But we think it's an appointment to meet someone else. Oh, oh let's go out. Let's be out to lunch together. <laughs> I don't know. Fine. If it's working for you, fine. But if there's a... I don't know. I was sharing yesterday, you know, at recovery meetings. And, you know, thank God my story hasn't changed. Like, we share basically our story based on how it was, what happened, and what it's like now. And thank God nothing has really changed in the basic story of it. And it's just a story. And, you know, people who were at the same event would probably have a wholly different take than I come up, you know. But I remember I always start with my golden years were between two and four, yeah. And then it goes downhill from there. Because that's what it was like. I swear, a sense felt... I don't know if you'd call it a memory. It's more sense. It was golden when I was young. Things were brighter, and there was much more smiling going on. And there was just a lot of feeling of... And I remember, I wasn't walking around my house thinking my room was too small, you know? Or that my mother was fat. I just loved my mother. It didn't matter what she looked like, yeah? I, didn't, I wasn't desiring gap clothes or gap sunglasses. I wasn't, you know, when I was playing, I never worried, will I be playing next week? Because time hadn't set up yet. Yeah? So the whole idea of getting into the moment was absurd because I hadn't entertained I could possibly be out of a moment. So everything seemed a lot more simple, and what came along with that was like wonder and awe, spontaneity, and you would do shit without much thought, you know? Almost none at all, most of the time. You know, take your clothes off, run around the backyard, then you might, hey, Paul, get in here! Oh, okay, now I've got to wear stuff all the time, because it's wrong, you know? And then you learn, and you know, I mean, it's like you're just wet cement, and all these crazy, insane people are putting their imprints on you, and you're going to have to walk on that sidewalk the rest of your life, in some respects, yeah? So, what happened that I grew out of that? Because we did, didn't we? It seemed to. In time, it seemed like we grew out of it. And we, what happened? What got developed and what became the dominant influence? It was the mental state. So now, going to the baseball game wasn't about going to the baseball game. Who's going to see me when I'm out at the plane? i got to get a hit, you know? This, it was a lot, of, a lot of fucking stress by the thought system. Or, for some of us, like in my case, I was so afraid of rejection, my strategy is, well, don't try anything. <laughs> if you don't, you will never fail if you don't do fucking a thing. 
In recovery, they say, the problem resides in the mind. That's where it is. Yeah. All right, so when they say obsession with self, what's obsession with self? Is my elbow obsessing with self right now? Is my colon obsessing with self? Yeah. Are my ears obs- trying to turn in and hear themselves? Yeah. No, it's the, it's the thought system, yes, isn't it? The thought system has you and me as a body. That's how it views us. So every thought it has that has something to do with us, either we're the one who ha- or is having the thought, or the thought's about us, it's the us and the you that's having the thought is a body. The thought system doesn't see you as a spirit. It doesn't hold you. So when it talks about you, and this is usually the only way you know you, is through memory and the head talking about you, it talks about you as a body. It thinks always about you as a body. So if you're relying on that, that system, which is selfing, if you're relying on that, you're going to be taking yourself as a body. So the identification as a body will be the central reference of the whole system. That's why it's a failed system. It's missing out on a huge aspect of what's actually so here, which is what we sometimes point at as nothing, you know, or as the space, or as the presence, or as the spirit, or as consciousness, or as awareness, or as being. But it doesn't grok that. It can only understand that conceptually based out of its own reference point. Yeah. It can't hold it as what it is, it can only hold it, and the only way it can hold it is by thinking about it and knowing it as what it thinks it is. That's not what it is. So we, as what we are, gets made into an object to the thought system, and the thought system conceptualizes it, and it will now, let's say, it will now ordain you to be spiritual because you have a big enough resume, you went to enough meetings and retreats, and you went to India, I must be spiritual if I went to India. Who the fuck would go to India if he wasn't spiritual? All this, and all right, you finally get convinced you're spiritual, but and it's just like an empty bag. What the hell is, there's no translation into an ease and comfort. You just actually, you're, you're actually have another baggage. Now, it, but it's golden gloss. You know, that's the one bag you're not leaving at the baggage claim. I'm taking this. It's a fucking, it's weighing you down. This whole system, in my experience, of being weaned off of the thought system, and how that weaning off got, got sustained and, and stabilized was the mental bridge of the mind got blown up. It had, let's go, don't lose the purpose, don't lose the point, don't get caught in the fucking trees, all the uh, trees of thought. See the forest, and the forest is the mind, the being the thinker. If you go right to that one thought, that's just the assumed one preceding all the other thoughts, if you see that maybe you're not that, what will you find out? I hope you do find out, but I'll tell you what I found out. You lose interest in the thoughts that come after the mind. With the mind not there, the interest doesn't get conveyed 
by the mind to the thought through the bridge of mind. You see the thought and it's lost. You don't listen anymore to it. You just hear it and it doesn't have the influence it used to have over you. Yeah? So you start traveling lighter. All right. Then it immediately drops into, let's say, the feelings. Much trickier. They seem more authentic than thoughts. Most people give them a lot more emphasis and relevance than thoughts, especially in the new age. You know, live from your heart and this and that and that. Fine and dandy. All right, so here you go. But the mental state has already taken care of anything about that. It's claimed to be the feeler. Yeah? It's claimed to be the feeler. So there's this mental bridge that comes from mind, this thing called my, and now you're the doer of the feeling somehow. If I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't be feeling this way. Yeah? Now you become the arbiter, and it's under your jurisdiction feeling. Now maybe, oh, oh, so some people say, all right, I'm just going to have good feelings, and they go on that path. I'm just going to promote good feelings. I'm going to pray for others and practice metta and compassion. Fine and dandy, fine and dandy. Try your hardest, yeah? But the whole thing, that the feeling isn't the problem. The problem is being the feeler of it, yeah? Because it will identify you as something you're not through compassionate feelings just as well as through angry feelings. To it, all of it's glue. All of it can be used, yeah? It's the mind. So if you see that you're not that, then the mind, the mental bridge drops because it was never there, and then you see feelings as feelings, not see them as yours because that's not seeing them. That's looking from a reference, yeah? The mental state has already established what you take yourself to be, and now you're at the end of the stick thinking you're the feeler. And therefore, you own the feelings, they own you. You own the thoughts, they own you. You own the actions, they own you. How are you going to stop actions? You're not running most of them. Most of your whole body is in involuntary action. You have no fucking say when you're going to take a shit, usually. I predict 2016, October 12th, a huge shit at 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh, fucking you. Not Nostradamus of the porcelain world. It's not going to fucking happen. You have no say in the matter. But this whole assumption that they're my feelings, they're my actions, then you wonder why you get really fucking frustrated when it doesn't go your way. Because they're not taking orders from you. Yeah. You're just a mental supposition that comes after conscious contact that implies that it's before the conscious contact. So when nothing's happening, you still think you're there. You think you're the receiver of everything. You don't realize you arise at the same time as everything. And if some people say, just because you think, you think you're outside of this place. Just because you can think about something means you're outside of it. You're not outside of any fucking thing. Yeah. As an appearance, you're in the content. You're not in a very high level point of the content. You're not in that at that little neighborhood in hell that's two degrees lesser than the other hell neighborhoods. Yeah. Yet you're not of the content. You're of what? Mind. Big M mind. The seeing of everything. 
or the seeing of very little. It doesn't matter. The same demonstration is available in one example or thousands of examples. It's not the thought, it's the thinker. It's not the feelings, it's the feeler. It's not the actions, it's the actor. That's where the bonding is. Yeah? And we look at it and see it and tell the truth about it. Yeah? And we're not in the outcome business, we just entertain possibilities. And you'll find out if you, hit a, if you touched on a, a fucking authentic stone, because it will reverberate. Yeah? You'll know. You'll know in your gut. That's why in me, this I fell upon, I had an unspoken yes, and it's been proven to have been the last answer I've ever needed in this life. Yeah. Just keep going back to the same well over and over again, over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. The relationship doesn't get weakened and disconnected. You are that which you're seeking. You just give up all these assumptions that you could be farther away or closer to. It's all malarkey. You, what you are, has never moved an inch out of what you are. And therefore, it doesn't need to move an inch closer to what you are. Just like when you were a kid and you weren't, when you were playing, you were totally playing because you didn't have the distraction and the abstraction of time yet. You didn't think, oh, what, will I be playing next week? Or this isn't as good as playing as last week. None of that was coming up, yes? How did that feel? Fucking freeing, yes? You have appointments next Wednesday. Wednesday, far out. That's being in this world. Take care of them. But why be beholden to them as an as a indication of what you are? Why, why don't we see everything else from the indication of what we are instead of getting an indication of what we are from everything else yeah why don't we switch put the horse before the cart let this be the influence of everything else instead of this being influenced by everything else those old master used to say you have the ability to outshine circumstances and situations just as you are instead of allowing circumstances and situations to outshine you Those are principled statements. Those will affect every day here. Yeah? The soundness of, of, will ring like the timber is so authentic it will just reverberate. Instead of having what I am be indicated by what's happening, I will influence what's happening by what I am. What I am. Yeah? Sound like boats coming in. You know, I've seen people in AA, we say, keep coming back. Because a lot of times people come in. And of course, they go to one meeting and their mental state says they know what AA is all about. Of course, they don't. So we say, keep coming back. And a lot of people go back out. Yeah? And I've watched a number of them like this. And then finally, one time they come in and they sort of get it. Yeah? The meeting hasn't changed. The location of the meeting hasn't changed. The people out of there haven't changed. But their mind has changed. Yeah? Through the repetition of coming back. 
That's what we're doing at satsang, you see. We're allowing or holding the space so that something that can be lost in the activities of the day may be emphasized by sitting in the stillness, yeah? So that it will make an impression on the mind. So the mind will start getting it. That, you know, instead of having to seek more impressions, it will see what's receiving the impression is what the message is. The message is, you are that. Yeah? The message is just being used to tickle something that it's already so. Then the message falls away, and you are that. And then people go, well, I forget and stuff. And all right, let's do they really or don't they? Who cares? Let's, let's forget about that. All right, well, there's another meeting on Wednesday. And then we knew what we were dealing with, so we made one on Saturday. So, you, you know, maybe you had four days, you could really fuck things up. But two days, you should be able to manage somewhat. So you know, come in on Saturday and get reinvigorated again, and just keep on keeping on, and it's a very enjoyable event. Yet, yes, 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 yes. The, after a while, there's no need to impress. The mind t- makes the impression itself. Yeah. You just, t- and then after a while, you stop, and the impression's indelible there. Yeah. The mind gets it. Then sometimes you'll start seeing. You'll start traveling lighter. And that's an indication you're on to something, yes? You'll see that it isn't about getting everything I want. It's not even about of changing the destiny of the action figure. It's about traveling lighter over the destiny, you know? Traveling lighter over. How do I do that? Well, you don't do it. That's the good news. You just entertain possibilities. Your mind is fertile. You don't see that all day we're entertaining the same shit. We're entertaining time and making it seem so influential that it actually is the biggest influence of this moment is time. In the mental state, it's totally time. Yeah? We see that, okay, if I'm if I'm in cahoots with it, it's not like time is a thing that's imposing it. You're dreaming it, yeah? All right, let's see what happens. I remember with me, my life was all very exclusive. Either I was surfing or I was working, yeah? Either I'm doing this or I'm doing that. Either I'm practicing spirituality or I'm in the world. You know, it's got to be one way or the other. It was that was totally bogus. When it happened, when all these old ideas started dropping like that snake molting its skin, it became very inclusive. Everything. There's no all these separate parts, and you as a separate part observing them. It's this whole huge mix is going on. Yeah. It's like you can have your cake and eat it too. And sometimes when you have your cake, you'll pass it on to someone else to eat it. So they can eat it too. You'll start holding the space without any effort or thought on your part. People will see maybe you're so loving and you don't think you're loving at all. Who are you to argue with the person? All right, sure, that's how you see me. It's better than the way I see me. <laughs> you're, not, you're not constrained by the me <laughs> that this is. You can see this as a you. You get a much better view from where you are than from here. <laughs> the me is like an incredible, obscuring, cloudy thing, you know. <laughs> I remember when I was in Delancey Street, man. They knew who I was exactly as a you. 
and they treated me exactly like they would treat a junkie you, and I thrived, all the while complaining, don't they understand it's me? (laughs) That me got me out on the fucking streets, almost dead, and it would have got me out in about an hour if I didn't have a buffer between me and it, yeah? And at that point, mine used Delancey Street as the buffer. Then it used AA as a buffer. Now there's no need for a buffer, yeah? Doesn't mean I don't go to AA. I love AA. But I don't need a buffer because the situation has been remedied. I'm not taking myself to be what I'm not, yeah? I'm not taking myself to be much. And that's the good news. And then I find out what's, what's going on. I had ideas. I'm healthier now when I'm older than I was when I was younger. I've, I've grown an inch the last year or two, which I never, I didn't think all the people grew. Remember when I used to go home after years and my sister would always take me out to lunch with my mom. And my mom and my sister would be driving, my mom would be in the front and, my, and I was in the back and I'd notice what was happening over the years because my mother kept shrinking, you know? I used to see most of her head and her neck above the seat and at the end I just saw her top of her hair and I said, Mom, you're shrinking. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought people shrink as they get older. Yeah. There goes that idea. I'm fucking, so I went in, I was six, six one. now I was six one and three quarters. Just went in, I'm six two. Who knows? I could be a basketball player and I'm in the 70s. <laughs> fucking shit. Six eight. <laughs> Who the hell knows what's going to happen? So. <laughs> Anything, anyone? Whatever. Any questions? <laughs> Anything, anyone? Any questions? So, Well, there's a lot of ways you can say it. No, they're they're finding expression now through this apparatus. Yeah. So if we Well, you'll never see what you really are because you're seeing from it. But if you see that they're not yours, the character defects will have a chance to mutate and change. Definitely. Or weaken. It's your engagement with everything that's giving it its real, its life, its seen life. Yeah? So let's say we have impressions, they call it karma. So the mental, the mind, body has, has received impressions. Yeah? And then it's seeking expressions. So those would be some of your predilections and your character defects, let's say, so to speak, or your blind spots. But what really keeps fueling them is your idea that they're yours and about you. So we're just taking that little bit off and then see what happens. I see things are much easily... See, the mental state has no intention of changing certain things. It's prohibiting change. It's trying to keep things the same when their nature is to change, yeah? If you, if you take the clamps off of it by seeing them not as yours, yes, then the character defect can change and mutate. And you'll see, actually, in hindsight, when you come into recovery, those defects of character are used to uh, promote the greater good. Well, yourself, yeah? The mind can do whatever it freaking wants with anything here, yes? So if I'm being directed from self, the character defects could become very destructive, let's say, yeah? I could get into 
like relationship violence and shit like that, yes? It's what's directing it. Now let's say those same defects of character are there. Let's say anger, if you want to call it that. And I'm directed by a power greater than the self. Then anger has been used in these talks quite a lot. A lot of times in the, in the old days, a lot of I I'd speak with a lot out through a lot of anger, and actually it produced good effects. So the anger being directed by a let's say what we would deem a higher power will use it in a much different way than it's, when it's directed by selfing. Yeah? Yeah. So we're just questioning the selfing aspect of the defect. Yeah. Yeah. You've been looking at time all day, bro. What are you doing there? Got the watch out. Trying to adjust it, anyhow. Trying to adjust it, exactly. Speaking of character defects, is it true that also one way of dealing with it is seeing them here? I mean, from the point of view, that's well, I think I just said that, right? That's what I was saying. If you see them, yeah, if you see them, uh, if your seeing is not from selfing, you'll see them in a totally different light. Yes. They're all energy. They're just all, just energy. On the same subject, just another angle to it is, um, most of the last situations, the, the real solution to them is not trying to change them, but change your attitude, your way of seeing them. If you change your attitude towards them, that's all you need to do. The last situations are as they are. And, you know, the best left alone, but if you change the way you relate to them, the way you see them, the way your attitude towards them, the whole thing changes. Exactly. And what I'm saying is, if you if you see the self thing as not you, everything has the possibility of change. Because now you're taking the most dominant influence over everything away, which is the self thing. Yes? Your mind is very powerful. Your mind precedes everything else. If it's being directed and and focused through selfing, it's gonna produce different effects than if you're seeing. Yeah? Hugely different. Usually, hugely different. So that's all. So we're not even, we don't even want to say about any promoting any change. That's just a byproduct. Just see what you're not. Yeah? Get weaned up by seeing what you're not, you'll lose interest in all that which facilitates that. Yeah? And then you'll find out what happens. And you'll see what Z was just talking about. You'll see that as an observation that that has come to pass. You won't be seeing it as a strategy. You'll see that's how it worked out, yeah? My, something that was seen to be unbearable, when I change where I'm looking at it from, I make it okay, it becomes acceptable, that's the, that's the biggest prompt it can ever have for it to change. If I want it to change, it tends to become resistant to the change, yes? Because it's the selfing trying to manipulate something, and it tends to sort of be stubborn. It's like the cat doesn't want to wear a saddle, so to speak. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't. But just like they always just talk about butterflies, and everything. If you come land on me, you know. But if you just stop and do whatever, then it may land on you. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's just 
you get little clues of how mind is. But the whole difference is if I'm looking at if I'm looking from selfing, character effects seem see totally different than when I'm seeing them from seeing. Yeah? Totally different. Totally different. They don't change at all. Because you give it the meaning they have. So let's say you have a defective character from selfing and you're thinking it's prohibiting you from getting what you want, your anger and this and that. So it's really bad, yeah, that I'm angry and I get angry. It, it, you're wedded to it in a way. If you see the seeing, and you, then you see anger as energy, and it's, it, when it's directed by self, it tends to uh, present an expression of destruction, or, or let's say, uh, dis-ease. If I surrender that anger, it may be used to facilitate great art. Look at punk music. Punk rock came from anger. People in recovery, a new meeting comes from getting resentful or angry at the people who are at the old meeting. So we decide to make a new meeting and do it a different way. Anger is like an emphasis for incredible art and writing and everything. So, or it can be incredibly violent and be like uh, exploitive and abusive to others. Yeah, it's what's it's what's directing it. Yeah, that's all we're talking about. Start at the first primary point, and then if that changes, everything changes. It's like that first knot in the row of knots. Yeah, we were taught to, to work on all these other knots, and if we got them all loosened, the un, one knot would be fine, you know, us. It hasn't panned out for most of us. Now we're questioning the first knot. When that first knot is seen not to be you, this idea of being a self, there's a thread that runs through all the other knots of life, and they loosen it. Not with any intent to loosen them, just by having that one loosen, it begets that loosening on everything else because it is everything else. You're giving everything the meaning it has. You and I are the reality. And we're lending our reality, or the reality, or reality to things through identification as a thing. You don't need to know any more than that. See it, and see if it validates itself by looking now at it, and you go, wow. That sure makes fucking sense. Sit back. The mind's going to reconfigure. The dreaming is going to change. Because you just pointed it out to the dreaming. And the dreaming goes, oh yeah. Instead of being all the way down the line on a consequential level, you know, arguing for this and trying to move this one inch, I'm going to make her into an urban renewal project. I want to, to make her the perfect girlfriend. That's how I see it. Yeah? Or like this. Instead of doing that, you let go of all this stuff, yeah? all the managing control, and guess what? Things go better. That's it. <laughs>